listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, joined today uh, with Alyssa Scordo from Intermountain Healthcare. Thanks for being with us. We are talking about some new dietary guidelines uh, for infants and toddlers today, talking about sugars, maybe even some potentially allergic foods. The USDA actually just came out for the first time with dietary guidelines that actually include the needs for infants and toddlers. This is new stuff that we're talking about today. Yeah, and it's very exciting. So the, the dietary guidelines have never, you know, talked about babies and... Um, infants, toddlers, as far as nutrition goes. So I think that this is just exciting news for moms and dads to kind of gain some more confidence as far as, you know, what they can be recommending and at which stage to introduce certain things. So, you know, this is very exciting. It is. And now these dietary guidelines, how often are they updated? So they're updated every five years. And this is now for the first time, including infants um, and toddlers. Like you said, it is exciting because it's new, and I think it's such a beneficial tool for parents, families, caregivers to, you know, have these guidelines that make things a little easier to follow. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's been so much confusion with kind of where do parents start, and I think that that's like the the main question that they always have with nutrition, and it's, you know, what should they be doing at certain stages? So. Um, the guidelines recommend breastfeeding um, through six months, if this is possible, through the first year of life would be, you know, great as a recommendation. However, sometimes this is not an available source for moms. So if they're doing an iron um, infant fortified formula at this this stage from birth, then that's also acceptable. That's as far as, you know, nutrition through the first year of life. Following a couple days after birth, they should be given a vitamin D supplement, um, specifically 400 international units which you can read right on the label so this can be given in drops which can be placed right into the breast milk into um, a bottle if you're using an infant fortified formula Um, so this just kind of gives those babies the nutrients because the breast milk does lack that vitamin d so you know that kind of explains you know the nutrition patterns through the first year of life that have never been talked about before yeah which is great because you know especially for first-time parents, you kind of already don't know what you don't know, and you just figure it out as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is nice to have a little more of a, of a guideline. I mean, you know, even for me, I mean, this has all changed since the last time I had a baby, and, you know, talking about the supplemental vitamin D drops and things like that, that's all new. Yeah, and I think that, uh, you know, as an outpatient dietitian, We've had a lot of parents, you know, come to us and they're just confused because there's so much information that's thrown out there on the internet or that they hear from a friend or, you know, just a random source. And they're just like, you know, is this true? Is this what I should be following? And so they just, they lack that confidence. And so I think that the guidelines touching on this topic of infants and toddlers just really gives parents that confidence of what they can be feeding them. Um, And, you know, it helps to introduce those nutrition habits from the get-go, which is what we want. We want these kids to be healthy and to be getting all those good nutrients from, you know, from birth to help with growth 
and just to continue those healthy habits through life. So I think that, you know, the guidelines just instill that confidence, which has been lacking for a lot of parents. So, you know, it helps to give them answers, which is what they come to us for. So we help to, you know, provide them with those. Yeah. And so it's called the make every bite count dietary guideline. That's the specific one for the infants and toddlers. We talked a little bit about, you know, birth to six months and, um, you know, breast milk, of course, if possible, if not, you know, those iron fortified formulas, the vitamin D supplements. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about at six months, kind of what we should start to introduce, what these guidelines um, say we should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great question. And again, like we have, you know, lots of parents coming in to talk to either their pediatrician or to get a recommendation to speak with the dietitian to understand more of what kind of foods they should be introducing. Um, so starting at six months, you know, infants can be fed a variety of foods. Um, they should be safely prepared. Um, so in that sense, they should be very mashed or very soft. So soft cooked fruits and vegetables can be introduced. Um, things such as like a mashed banana or a mashed like sweet potato pureed or mashed up eggs are acceptable. So dairy, you can start to introduce um, dairy products at six months. And so, you know, at this stage, they should kind of be starting to get this um, introduction of actual foods, which is exciting. You know, they can sit at the table with their parents and kind of, you know, pick up on those eating patterns, but they should be getting, you know, all sorts of foods. So beans and fruits and vegetables and starting to get some protein. So everything from each food group is acceptable. And this is also a good time to start introducing some of the foods that are maybe more on the side of um, like the allergy spectrum that we see. You know, there's been a lot of back and forth and research done about when we should start introducing allergenic foods and when we shouldn't. But at this point, this is, this is saying that this is a good time to start doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Which is kind of another thing that parents have been a little more scared to do um, because there is a lot of research out there that says, you know, don't be introducing, you know, this allergenic food until a certain time. However, the guidelines do really outline introducing them at six months. Um, this should beforehand be discussed with a pediatrician just to make sure that this is safe moving forward. But the guidelines really do emphasize that introduction um, at six months between, you know, wheat products and dairy products and nuts. So like a peanut butter, um, eggs and fish and soy. So those sort of things should be introduced at six months too. Um, you know, and the research actually outlines that it can reduce those allergens later in life by giving that introduction. And as we're introducing our baby to all of these new things, there's also some things that we should not be giving our baby at this point also, right? Yeah. So the one thing that we kind of want to at least hold off until um, one year of life is cow's milk. Um, and that's just because they're getting all those other nutrients. Um from the infant formula and from breast milk. So, you know, those exclusively should be fed through the first year of life, and then we can start to introduce cow's milk. So yeah, that's that's the one thing that we kind of want to hold off on. As far as another thing, we want to make sure that kids aren't getting all of that um, added sugar from juice. So they should be getting, if they are going to consume a juice, that should be 100% juice um, made from a natural fruit. 
So we want to, you know, limit and reduce that introduction to those added sugars because, you know, we don't want to, you know, introduce them early and to kind of encourage those habits to continue afterwards. So we want to limit that to at least four ounces through the first two years of life. And then what about salt? Do we need to make sure to monitor the sodium intake as well? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that kind of just in general, as long as your baby um, is getting those variety of food recommendation, um, you know, from dairy and protein, fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Um, we want to focus more on more natural foods. So trying not to encourage things that are really salty, like soups that have a ton of salt in them, um, maybe like a cold cut meat that's cut up. So prepared things that come out of boxes, they might have more sodium. So that's kind of where we want to gear towards more of um, fresh foods as much as we can. Um, just to limit that salt that comes from, you know, fast foods and other things that I have, you know, mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about now at uh, at a year, at 12 months, uh, with the Make Every Bite Count program, what should we, what kind of guidelines should we be following for our toddlers? Yeah. So as far as, you know, once they get to that 12 month stage, they can have basically everything. However, we do want to make sure those Things are small and cut up into pieces to, of course, prevent like, choking hazards. Um, so, you know, cut up those grapes, cut up those pieces of meat so that they're nice and fine. Make sure you're sitting with your toddler, of course, at mealtime and, you know, monitoring them. But they should be getting, you know, all food groups, which is exciting. Um, you know, it makes it a little bit easier on parents to kind of give them what they're eating as well. So it's not like they have anything, you know, special, but as long as it's safely cut up and prepared, um, they can be getting, you know, all sorts of things. So toast, they can be getting more cut up solid fruits and vegetables, um, lean protein sources. So chicken and fish and, and dairy products. So of course we talked about like cow's milk can be introduced at 12 months yogurt and cheese products to make sure that they're getting that calcium and um, phosphorus and vitamin D for their bones for all that healthy growth. So those are some things that would be introduced at 12 months. And you know, the one thing I really like about these new guidelines too, is it really breaks everything down for you in regards to caloric intake for your toddlers, um, mm -hmm. the, the amount of, you know, the different uh, you know, on the food pyramid, the amount of different foods that we need, you know, need to get. It's nice because it kind of takes the guesswork out. It makes sure that, uh, you know, your kids are getting, you know, enough of what they need. They're not getting too much or too less. It really lets you know, you know, this is what they need um, on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, you're so right. And that's such a great point to make is that the other confusion that kind of comes across from parents is how much should I be getting them? You know, are they getting enough of their nutrients through this small piece of cheese for their calcium for the day? Like they have no idea. And that's again, where dietitians play a very important role where we can kind of break that down. We can walk through, you know, what they're normally eating in a day and kind of make sure they're, you know, getting enough of each food group to get those nutrients. So you know, it gives that calorie range of between 700 to 1,000 calories a day for um, starting at 12 months. And, you know, parents can look at nutrition labels and kind of break things down between what are they getting at meals and are they getting, you know, about a cup of fruit a day. So those are all things that kind of just make it a little bit easier for parents moving forward. Yeah. And you have some other things to make it easy uh, when it comes to our toddlers, making sure that they eat healthy. Uh, with some kind of swaps on things, some simple changes 
that we can make to, you know, help our kids eat healthier as well. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, you know, parents think, oh, no, this is going to be um, a little bit more work to do. But honestly, it's it's going to benefit everyone. Um, so, yeah, some healthy swaps that they could do are even just switching from a sugary cereal to a more plain cereal, but adding some fresh fruit to that that's nice and cut up. Um, that's going to, you know, reduce that added sugar intake immensely. Um, switching from, you know, a fried vegetable or something that's cooked in a lot of butter or grease to something that is roasted with a healthy oil based, um, that's going to be a good swap. Um, switching out those sugary beverages or juices for something that is um, a fruit canned in a hundred percent juice. Um, so something a little bit more natural that doesn't have that added sugar intake in there. Um, and then again, just kind of focusing more towards chicken and fish and pork and lean meat products or even eggs to get that protein um, versus, you know, chicken nuggets or hot dogs or something that might be a little bit more processed that also would contain that sodium aspect. Um, and that's again, where a dietitian would kind of break that down a little bit more and kind of maybe provide some more healthy recommendations to follow and to, you know, keep in those meal patterns and what might be a little bit more unhealthy um, for your child that we can kind of reduce frequency of. Yeah. And like you mentioned, you know, the younger you start them doing this and, and thinking about it and understanding it, the better off they are the better choices that they'll mm -hmm. continue to make mm -hmm. yeah exactly and and you know kids are smart they they see what their parents are doing and they want to do the exact same thing so I think that concept kind of goes off of that importance of parents kind of just showing you know being a model for them too and just you know this is this is good for us and we should be eating these things um but yeah so just kind of starting them as early as possible is going to immensely, you know, continue those habits through life, which is what we really want to look at um, overall. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Alyssa, thank you so much for being with us and uh, talking to us about these new uh, dietary guidelines that have come out from the USDA. It's, it's exciting, I think, for a lot mm -hmm. of our listeners, and you broke it down for us. Um, mm -hmm. and, and like we said, you know, kind of takes out that guesswork, which is really nice. Yes. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, it's, it's a great resource for parents and just to kind of give them that confidence, which is, which is what we want. So yeah, it's great that they include this structure now for nutrition moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. It's the make every bite count dietary guideline, uh, just out from the <laughs> USDA talking about those guidelines for infants and toddlers, how to handle sugars, uh, maybe those, you know, high allergy foods. It's great information. Alyssa, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby Podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby Podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.